Sony announced that game downloads will be available the same day as retail release. Gabe Newell predicts the future of console, and the Hitman Absolution playthrough video looks pretty sweet. All that, plus more, on today's MASHcast. Those buttons, Mashcast. I'm Jared, and I'm here with senior editor and uh, the only man I know that can rip a phone book in two with his bare toes, Nick Santangelo. That's right. It's not easy, but these are the sacrifices we make for our listeners. That was very surprising. I did not expect for you to scream <laughs> in my ear like that. <laughs> I think we're actually going to have to tone that down a little in editing. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? You just can't. Could train yourself when you're doing that sort of activity. <laughs> gotcha. Thanks. I know Jess is over there like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is uh, MASHcast number 26, and we are Rob Hill Williams-less on this one. That so, I know. We were having, he had some little some technical difficulties and not able to join us today. But in his memory, we will push on. In his memory. He's dead now. <laughs> he was hit by a tactical nuclear strike in Battlefield or something. That's what happens when you can't do the mash cast, you know? Exactly. But hey. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Nick, what you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Rage, which my full review has been up on the site since, uh, since it launched, so you can go ahead and read that. But basically, I think it's really, really awesome. Uh, I've playing a lot of Gears 3, some Horde mode, as well as just like competitive multiplayer. Still haven't finished a single player on that. Just I can think like because now it has um, four player co op. We just we got four people together and played through like the first act, and then we haven't been able to get four people together again since then. And nobody wants to like go through it without all four of us again. Really? So hopefully we get around to that eventually. Uh, I've also been playing Orcs Must Die, which is a whole lot of fun. I like that game a lot. It's a, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. The dude, every time you win like a round, does like this like really stupid like dance move thing that's really dumb. Yeah, and he's constantly making like stupid comments. Have you played it? I have played it actually. I do have something to say about that dance <laughs> a little later. Okay. Uh, other than that, Burnout Crash, which is pretty terrible. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. You, Jared. Uh, so, well, me, I have also been playing Rage, which, you know, we talked about last week, and, I mean, I like Rage. The only thing that I kind of have a problem with at this point yeah, is, uh, first of all, there's no definitive headshot. Like, in order to get a headshot, you only can use certain weapons. Like, you can only use the fat boy bullets and the pistol. Yeah. Um, you can use a sniper rifle. 
if you're close enough to somebody with a shotgun, you could get a headshot. But like, if you're using like the the, the AR or like well, almost any of the other automatic weaponry, you can shoot somebody in the head a few times and they will not die. Like dead in the head, and their heads are big enough in that game for you to clearly see that I just shot that guy in the face. You know? Yeah, I noticed that too. Although I know a lot of the guys are supposed to have like armor on and shit. I some about- armor is pretty ridiculous too. The uh, yeah. like the gearheads are just basically wearing like baseball catcher uh, padding, and like I, I don't know how that stops bullets, but yeah. okay. <laughs> well, even like the uh, like look at the uh, the Ghost Clan, like they have no headgear on. And, yeah, that's true. I mean, the shrouded clan, the shrouded clan has all has a, has like a something on their head, but I don't think it's bullet stopping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Armor. Yeah, there's definitely some bullet sponge enemies in that game. Yeah, definitely. That's what I kind of have a problem with. I'm like, really, really, it like you can't give us a traditional like you know headshot. Like you, you basically you can you you can pour bullets into enemies in that game, and that's one thing I don't really like that much. Um, it's one of the reasons because everybody like well not everybody but a lot of people knew that I was really really looking forward to Rage. It's not like don't get me wrong, it's not letting me down. I think it's still a great game, but um, there's certain things that are happening like as I'm playing the game that make it that it definitely took it off my game of the year list. It's not okay. up there anymore, but it's still a good game, worth it, worth it. But uh, I've also been playing a uh, indie racing game called Ignite, which uh, I should have a review out. Before I leave for China, that's for sure. So, um, okay. yeah, that's going to be... Which is, what, about a week from now? For those of uh, our listeners who don't know your itinerary? Oh, uh, well, yeah, actually, <laughs> by the time they listen to this, which, which should be on a Monday, if you're really MASHCAST fans, if the, if you're really one of those, uh, it'll be on Monday. I'll leave for China on a Thursday, so uh, Wednesday-ish, maybe the review will be out. Um, other than that, I've been playing Nuclear Dawn still. Post review, still fun. Uh, Uncharted 2, which I had a mini rant about Uncharted last week that a lot of people appreciated. I got like a lot of, I got some emails and some messages back saying thank you for talking about the terrible gunplay in Uncharted. Because um, you want to talk about bullet sponge enemies, Uncharted has yeah. boatloads of them. Oh, yeah. It absolutely does. Yeah, so um, Uncharted 2. As a, well, first of all, as a as an overall package, it's just better. In terms of the gun mechanics, uh, the only thing that they've really improved that I can see is the fact that uh, enemies don't absorb bullets. Like, if you shoot somebody in the head, they're dead, of course. Or if you shoot somebody, even with the pistol, like, uh, two or three times, like, in their body armor, it's it's over. So, you know. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the reviews complained about that in Uncharted, and rightfully so. Because it, it, there's a certain point in that game where you just start to get, like, oh, man, really? I have to shoot more guys now? Yeah. Really? Especially- Didn't I kill enough guys? Can I move to the next? The best part about the game, I thought, was like the platforming. It's pretty yeah, awesome. it was. The platforming was the best. And then when those mutant things came out in Uncharted, I'm like, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. So I'm playing Uncharted 2, which I'm actually enjoying. I'm enjoying Uncharted 2, unlike Uncharted. That's so, good. Uh, but last but not least is Orcs Must Die. I just cracked this open last night. Okay. Like, I, I just played it last night, and it is a blast. It really is a blast. Now, the thing about the dances, um, he does do these silly dances, but do you know where the dances come from? No, I don't. There are specific places where the dances come from, and I want to have a contest. For any, ma- any person who listen to this MASHcast, 
and of course, if you listen to it too late, somebody might have already won. There's a dance. If you've played Orcs Must Die, the dance I'm talking about is the one where he does like these, like the step side to side, and does a split at the end. You know what I'm yeah, talking I know about? What, Nick? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I'm anybody for our listeners to answer, if somebody can tell me <laughs> where that comes from, I will. I will uh, gift you a Steam game up to a twenty dollar value. Wow! Look at that. If you can tell me where that dance comes from, I will give I will I will gift you a Steam game. Uh, fuck it, let's up the ante. Thirty dollar value. You can get some God, good games. Going wild now, Jeff. Crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I am dead serious. If you can, if you can, uh, let's see. If you can, uh, you can either message me on Facebook. You can send me an email. You can uh, hit me on Twitter, like direct message, something like that. Uh, and if you can tell me the correct, like where that dance comes from. I will definitely buy that game because, like, it, I don't even remember. Like, I don't even remember how I remembered it. Like, I, it was after like I beat the fifth or sixth level, and he did it again, and it just boom came to me. And I went to YouTube, checked it out, boom, there it was. I was like, "That's there it is. That's that dance." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you, Nick, after. Because okay. <laughs> you know? I, I really have no idea. I mean, I know exactly in game what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But it, it it's funny. The whole game is pretty. Like it's it's stupid funny. Like I think I told you before. I love when he, there's one point when he's like, "Man, these orcs keep coming through the front door. We should do something about that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty it just good. Says stupid crap like that the whole game. It, it's a lot of fun, and it feels a little repetitive early on. I think, but it starts mixing up more and more as you go through the game. Yeah, definitely, and it's one of those games. Where I'm pretty sure they're gonna support it with DLC. So yeah, as, long as, as, long, as long as it's like maybe five, ten levels at a time per DLC, it'll be totally be worth it. Don't nickel and dime me ninety nine cents for this level, ninety nine cents for that level. Don't do that. Just oh. give us a pack, a full pack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, but, yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants the ninety nine cents thing. Should clarify. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into the topics. Um, our first topic here, uh, it was on the site for those of you who actually visit Mash Those Buttons, but it was the Hitman Absolution playthrough. It's actually called Run For Your Life playthrough. And if you remember a couple months back, we talked about though that leaked Hitman footage. It was actually the name of the episode of that Mash cast was Splinter Hitman Solid. Because, <laughs> because when we looked at, you know, we, we we took a look at it, and it was the leaked footage was had no sound. First of all, really no context. But from what we could see, it kind of looked like Splinter Cell. It would kind of play like Splinter Cell. Kind of play like Metal Gear, being stealthy, not your average um, Hitman game. And Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have not played a Hitman before. I am not going to correct you. Okay, so, so yeah. make what you will from that. <laughs> he has not played a Hitman game. No, I have not. So, you know, I was a little concerned because, you know, and now everybody's taking, the, you know, their IPs and transforming them and, you know, updating them. And I put quotes on that. Um, yeah, so they they released this, uh, this footage, this 15-minute playthrough footage of Hitman Absolution. Um, before we go into, like, you know, what we think of it, I'm going to give you a little, uh, uh, tell you what happened in case you didn't watch it. So basically, Late on us. yeah, so basically you start off with Agent 47 blasting through a window, like I'm assuming he's being chased at this point. Um, 
after that, uh, you do a little Nathan. He does a little Nathan Drake style. Uh, uh, I guess you know uh, platforming where he's uh, you know crawling around and crawling on ledges and dropping down to other ledges, stuff like that. Pretty dicey. Pretty dicey, yeah. So after that, you, you know, you do some stealth stuff, like you turn off the power so that they can't see you because you're, you're like in a library, and so you know they can't see you, and you have to use the darkness to your advantage, a la Splinter Cell. Um, you know, you move around for a little bit. I don't think you really kill anybody. Do you kill somebody? Yeah, I think you kill somebody like straight away. You do kill somebody like straight away. Um, and you also see that you have this new ability to kind of see where people are through walls, and you can see their paths. That really needs to be explained to me. It really does because I don't understand what that's all about. Yeah, um, I was like, when did this guy become like Superman? Yeah, like when did he get? <laughs> it's like that's cool, but that doesn't make any sense at all. Like he's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know when he got that ability uh, to do that, but well, he has been rolling around in toxic ooze. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure, so therefore I'm just going to, you know, I'll leave that alone for now. Um, then you sneak around for a little bit, and then afterwards you actually, you, I guess you have nowhere else to sneak around, so you take a cop hostage. I thought that part was funny. Like, when the cop is like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. No, the cop's like, you're not going to die. Ah, oh, fuck it, shoot him. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. So, yeah, you know, you... You take, you know, you wind up killing that cop anyway, and then you like him anyways. If you watch the video, then just give me that guy crap through like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and after that, you you know you use some obstacles to not obstacles, but uh, you know, in classic Hitman style, you use like an object to kill multiple people. Like you know, you shoot down the chandelier and it kills a whole bunch of cops. Uh, then you're chased by a helicopter, <laughs> and then you're uh, you know. You, you, then you're trying to escape like Hitman style, you know, take somebody's clothes, blend in, get out the building, stuff like that. Trust me, it sound, it's a lot better than it actually sounds, me telling you about it, so you need to watch the video. Uh, but Nick, what did you think of the video itself? Coming from, as we already covered, someone who has never played a Hitman game, I thought it looked like a lot of fun. Okay. I thought it looked really cool. Um <laughs> some of the some of a few things like you said that I was gonna say the same thing that um like seeing through walls I was just like wow this is just like like cheating almost <laughs> it just seems kind of ridiculous um in a game where you're trying not to be seen you could, I could just constantly press a button to see through walls and see exactly where everybody is at all times right and they're like they're like highlighted in like a reddish glow I think yeah it was like it was like a like a reddish orange glow yeah which is that's a little ridiculous um is this also, thought like um, the some of the voice work in it is like really like kind of cheesy and annoying, but yeah, that's minor shit. The the actual gameplay itself looked like a lot of fun. He's, like you said, he's he's running in and out of like very conveniently placed boxes uh, when that helicopter's trying to hit him. It's yeah. like typical typical game. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a video game. Someone put boxes here for the explicit purpose of this guy to hide behind them as a helicopter trying to blow them apart, but. Um, yeah, the thing with taking hostage was cool. He hits the guy over the head with the uh, with the statue and knocks him down the hole. Right, right after the guy's like, "Don't even worry about it, man. Nobody's gonna fall in that hole." Yeah. <laughs> Just goes along and throws two guys in the hole. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought it looked really cool. What What did you think from a like a fan's perspective of the series? Um, well, you know what? Before I saw the video at all, I was I was worried. Um, actually, everybody knows that I was worried about. Right, Hitman, because of what I saw originally. Um, however, after um, 
even when it first started, I kind of was like, oh, okay, it's not so bad. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I do like the fact that they, they did do allow you some type of platforming. You know, well, actually, I shouldn't even, can't even say platforming. It's more like stealth action. It's not like you're playing Uncharted where you're jumping from thing to thing, you know, trying yeah, to... You're not climbing up, like, a train hanging over a mountain or anything like Exactly. That. Like, he's, like, sneaking around and, uh, you know, he's sneaking around and making sure he's not seen and he's hopping on ledges and he can use ledges to pull people down, you know, stuff like that. Um, I do like the fact, and this is this is actually something I think they should, they need to add into Assassin's Creed as well. The fact that lighting affects, you know, if you're detected or not. That yeah, I do like. It makes that. a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're an assassin. You're trying to be stealthy. You don't want to be seen in the light. So um, I'm not necessarily a fan of that vision of being able to see through <laughs> see through walls, like because at least for right now, there's no explanation to it. Yeah, it's it's just he it just kind of does it. Like it's weird too because it's like a playthrough. I, I mean, the, the, nobody says anything throughout the video. You're just watching him play. But I mean, usually when like something like that is introduced by a developer, somebody's saying like, "So as you can see here, this is our new uh, you know whatever mode that he enters into, and he does this thing or the other, and then he can see through walls and where the guys are at. That's how it's gonna work. Okay, let's see it in action. Like they just kind of drop that in there. They're just like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. And that, not only can you see through the walls, you can see what path they are walking on. So you will know definitely 100% for sure if they are going to run into you or not. Like You can adjust your position based off of where you see that the, the path walking. Yeah, it's it's a little much. Especially the guy that was holding up that sign, I'm coming to get you. I just yeah. thought it was too far. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't much. happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the library parts I thought were cool and all. Um, also, one thing I, I did forget to uh, mention is that when somebody sees you, there's like an indicator of how well they can see you. You know, like if, you, if you're coming up behind somebody, the indicator won't come up. However, if you're like walking towards somebody and they're facing you, um, the indicator will start to get fatter. And actually, the top of the indicator will get narrower so that it's pointing directly at that person. So, actually, the part the part where he uh, where he takes the cop, where he takes the cop hostage, you see all of the indicators like lighting up. Yeah, that, that was like it was pretty funny. Um, the one thing I did think the, the, there are two points that kind of contradict themselves um, in terms of the AI being intuitive. Like the first one is when you. You know, the, uh, before you get to the guy where you knock him in the head with a statue, uh, there are two cops yeah. talking, and then they walk away from each other, and you kill one of the cops, and the other cop comes back around and is like, huh, wonder where that guy went. Oh, yeah. well, do 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 Like, he just goes about his business. Like, you're not looking for a killer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A highly trained killer. Yeah. Uh, I felt the same exact thing. And the amazing part is the whole reason they're there is they're like, all right, everybody, they say this guy's highly trained. Let's fan out and find him. You know, like, so they know there's some guy out there killing people. Yeah. And that is, like you said, the guy just disappeared because you clobber him over the head with a statue and throw him down a hole. Well, and not the guy's that guy. Looking, the guy's looking down from above, too. You think he would see down there. I'm, talk, then, I'm talking about before that, before oh, right you even get to that, that part. Like, before you even, you know how you have to pass that big statue in the middle? Uh, I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> There's like a, a, the statue in the middle of the library we passed oh, by. Oh, you know what? No, no, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah. those two cops talking. The other two cops talking, he kind of didn't notice because both cops were actively talking to each other. One cop goes silent and the, the one up top is like, hey, 
He's down there. What happened? And like then he comes to the ledge, and that's when you throw him off the ledge. Yeah, I don't know. It just like you're just hanging. No one ever sees to notice in video games that your hands are on a ledge. Yeah, <laughs> I always got black gloves on, and it's very dark in there. So I mean, maybe, but again, like like he's like, hey, my buddy just disappeared, and like there's never nobody ever screams when he grabs him or anything. I thought that was you know very convenient. Yeah, no ever, like oh god, like nothing. I know sometimes he just you know like is asphyxiating them, but other times. You know, like he rips that guy, that that guy that comes to look for his buddy. He rips him off the ledge and just throws him down that hole in the floor. That yeah, guy's completely silent going down. Yeah, he just no accepts like, his fate. Ah! Yeah, no, he, just, not- <laughs> he just totally. And that, 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 that fall wasn't that long, if you if you if you ask me. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's really not. It, I mean, it you'd probably either be dead or seriously effed up. But there's still time for you to like some kind of like, oh my god, something. Yeah, he's here. Like something. <laughs> Really? No, I just gotta pull off the ledge. Avenge me, <laughs> you know something like that. But like you know, they, nothing. Which that, that's kind of common in games. So yeah, it's a very gamey aspect. Yeah. Um. Now, in terms of those, like I said, we did mention the helicopter chase, where uh, the the helicopter is like shooting through windows and walls, trying to get to you. And basically, you have to like use the darkness because if you get into the helicopter's light, it'll shoot at you. So you have to use the darkness, more Splinter Cell esque, um, you know, gameplay, and and get from one area to another. Uh, the part I guess that was the most Hitman like was the part where you you kill a guy. And you take his clothes, and you're trying to escape at this point. So you're trying to blend in as you as you escape. You know, the, the job's done. You're just trying to get out of there. Uh, well, actually, in this case, there was no job to be done. You were just like, trying to escape the whole time. But uh, you know, one thing I did notice: uh, there were two parts where, as you're walking past somebody, they look at you like they lock eyes with you, and time slows down, and you can kind of I don't know, like. I don't know if you could hear what they were thinking or if they were actually talking. I couldn't tell. And, uh, you know, you have to do something so that they don't get suspicious. You know, like uh, the first guy he passes is like, why is that guy walking the wrong way? And then you kind of just like put your, you know, your, your hat down a little. And he's like, okay, well, I guess he's got called downstairs. And then the second guy was like, hey, I know that guy, blah, 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 you know. And, like, you know, <laughs> you get to the steps. I thought they were going to have him pick up the gun, but you get to the steps, and there's, like, a bunch of SWAT down there. <laughs> and so you turn to your right, and there's guns there and a box of donuts. And I thought they were going <laughs> to thought they were gonna pick up the guns. And they turn, and he goes to the box of donuts and picks up a donut. And, like, everybody everybody just kind of calms down when he, gets the, <laughs> when he picks up the donut. He's like, is it that Wilson or something? I, I don't think it's Wilson, but it's just other, like, some name like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought you quit, man. I never left. And then, yeah, was, Batman style. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to me. I'm here for justice. Yeah, but then he just kind of... funny, though. Yeah. He just kind of escapes out of, a, like, through a crowd at that point. And that's very Hitman-esque. Um, overall, as a Hitman fan, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, yes, they did take some gameplay elements from other games. But at the same time, they... Uh, you know they it, they marry them very well, and I think it's still going to be Hitman, uh, just Hitman upgraded a little. You know. Yeah, I mean, any series if you're going to go on long enough, like you're going to continue to go on, and you can debate all day whether or not too many series continue to go on too much. Um, but point being, if you're going to keep going on with sequels, eventually, like you got to change some stuff up, 
or it just becomes like, oh, this is that same thing I played already. So, of course, there's always that fear that you change the wrong things, but it, I haven't played the previous ones, but it looks to me like things are looking pretty good, so hopefully they're making changes that the fans will appreciate. Yeah, Hitman definitely... Uh, the previous Hitman games definitely weren't for everybody. Definitely not, because it, it wasn't... I mean, yes, it was about killing, but not about just, like, killing everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the right. decisions had to be made. There are multiple ways to, to take somebody out. You know, do I rig the oven to explode, or do I make them trip down some steps, do I put poison in their coffee, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm assuming we will still see all of that. We will still see all, you know, all of that in-game. I'm just looking for more information. Uh, yeah, that's the other point. thing to keep in mind. This is only, I mean, 15 minutes is a decent chunk to see for like a preview video, but still, that's a pretty small slice of the overall game, so I'm sure there's a lot that we haven't seen yet. Right, right. So uh, hopefully they, they release more videos, uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, at this point, let's move on to our next topic, which is, uh, I don't even know if this is really, contra- I, this is my first time hearing about this, uh, so I don't know how controversial it actually is, but apparently in Battlefield 3, uh, in at least in one mission, you're going to be killing cops. Um, but this was found out last week when the ESRB, uh, one of their descriptions says, uh, in a sequence, every strained, char- every strained character stored a slit off-screen, and another, players shoot police officers to complete a mission objective. The words fucking shit can be heard. They haven't, like, starred out, but we're all adults here. Can be heard frequently <laughs> in the dialogue. Um, so, I, like I said, this is my first time hearing about it. I didn't hear any controversy regarding this. And I, personally, I'm like, who cares? It's a video game. I'm like, I, I didn't even care about no Russian. You know what I'm saying? Like, no Russian. Yeah, I didn't think that was... You know, I think it worked within the context of the game. Right, yeah. I, know, I thought it was ridiculous that we're going to get that. Ma- I mean, we we just talked about a 15-minute video where you're breaking cops' necks and throwing them off ledges. I, no one's going to make a big deal out of that. But for some reason, when it's like a game that's about like realistic military stuff, and then it's like, oh my god, they killed these people. It's like, this is this is deplorable. This is absolutely awful. Uh, in fact, the, you know, I, I'm going to be pretty surprised if we don't hear like people complaining about this in like mainstream media once this game comes out. I haven't seen the thing in question. Like you, Jerry, this is the first time I've heard of it, so it it doesn't sound really that offensive to me, but I'm sure people will make it offensive. Or they'll they'll do their best to try to make it seem like it is anyways. See my whole thing about it is that like first of all, like I'm sorry, but when cops die in movies, does anybody care? You know what I'm saying? Especially on movies where the bad guy is like the main character. Like, yeah. people don't really care. But the thing is, like, uh, for, as an adult, it's, it's, if you don't like it, don't play it. As a child, if your parents don't like it, don't play it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, your parents, you know what I'm saying? Parents, if you don't want the, your kid playing something like this, which I'm pretty sure this game is rated M anyway, but if you don't want your kid playing something like this, be a parent and don't let them play it. There you, you know? go. Yeah. That's it. Like, you know, problem solved. Like, even me, like, you know, doing the media had that whole big flare about no rushing, like you're running around, right. mowing people down, and just like, okay, like, so it's not real. It's not 
real. No, it is. It totally. Oh no, wait, you're right. It's you not. know what I'm saying? Like how many? How, how many people are running around? You know, how many no Russian esque incidents have you heard about? This kind of thing mm. happens all the time in yeah. video. Games. Yeah, like, okay, you may, <laughs> uh, you may have like the crazies going out and doing like you know like the, that kid who and like what what country was that a couple of years not a couple of years back but maybe last year we wrote that big manifesto. Was that in uh, New Zealand or? I don't remember to be honest. Yeah, but they were like linking him to video games, to uh, you know, and, and certain aspects. Like he used to play, and his manifesto, he put that he played Modern Warfare to train, you know, put to train how to, like, you know, go about doing what he was doing, which was like, he he just went and he massacred a bunch of people at this camp or something like that. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, well, first of all, he must be a terrible shot at this point. <laughs> but, all jokes aside, because it wasn't a funny situation, but um. Yeah, I mean, like that. He was crazy. He was gonna do something like that anyway. Modern Warfare did not push him to do that, you know. So it doesn't really matter that you can kill some cops in this game. How closely should we listen also to the ramblings of someone who's clearly completely insane? Exactly. Like, how much weight do you put on that? And but it, back to the battlefield thing. I, I love the explanation that Electronic Arts issued for it. Did you see that? Uh, which one? <laughs> uh, well, EA goes. I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. For God's sake, there's a nuke in Paris. Millions of lives are at stake. That's exactly how we said it. <laughs> he did. That's how I imagine it being said. <laughs> there are exclamation points in there. <laughs> yeah, none. Just but one. That was a quote. That was an exact quote from Electronic Arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, for God's sake, there's a nuke in Paris. Actually, no, there is an exclamation point there. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> you believe me? Yeah, so I played it up a little, but <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. The game comes out October twenty. I thought it came out twenty eighth, but apparently it comes out twenty fifth. I think. Yeah, I think it's the twenty fifth. Oh, it's twenty fifth because twenty eighth is a Friday. Whoops. Yeah, wow. so it's not twenty fifth. Um, hmm, no, no, I don't know why I thought twenty eighth, but anyway, maybe that's Europe the twenty eighth. Who knows? That's but. uh Yeah, but either way, like, well, I guess at that point, once some, once some parent. Has, sees her seven-year-old playing Battlefield and playing that part. That's when. That's when you know we'll we'll start to see stuff oh about it. God, there's killing in video games now. Like, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible for the when children. It's like, why are you letting your child play it? Yeah. Bad parent. So, any actually, we should do that. Any parent who comes out and talks about like violence in video games. You know, for a mature rated title, or even a teen rated title, we point back and just call them, hey, you're a bad parent. Your opinion is null at that yeah, point. Like yeah. why, if you have a problem with it, why not pay some attention? I mean, you can't stop your kids from, if he goes over to his friend's house and plays a game or something. But, you know, you, you can monitor a little bit and ask, you know, you could ask that friend's parents, like, well, what kind of games is he playing over there, you know? Yeah. But I mean, people don't really pay attention to it. It probably still kids kids get their hands on things that they're not supposed to. But you could a lot of it could be cut down. A lot of it could be cut down by just some like actually paying attention to what games are being purchased. Yep. So all right. Well, we're gonna move on from that one to our next topic, which is regarding Netflix not having quickster <laughs> yay uh, by this point everybody should know that netflix uh has dropped quickster meaning you know they will not be splitting your queues in half you won't have to go to two different websites to manage your queues for 
you know, streaming and for, uh, you know, DVD rentals. But now the whole bit, the big thing is uh, they don't know or they're very quiet about whether or not video game rentals will 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 be part of the Netflix service. Very mum on that word. Um, not me personally. I don't care because I wasn't gonna spring for that anyway. Um, uh, getting game a game a game service. What, that that bump in service price was not going to be a dollar. It wasn't going to be two dollars. It probably wasn't going to be five dollars. Be honest with you, because like I mean, you're going from DVDs, which at the retail standpoint, you're talking fifty, sixty bucks, to video games, which you're talking an average of sixty dollars. You know that that service right there, not going to be not going to be cheap and I already have Gamefly even though Gamefly never sends me what I want that would be the only reason I would switch to <laughs> I would switch to a Netflix it's a problem. yeah but like, actually at this point Gamefly is uh, with the whole PC thing they're doing that interests me that's really to be honest with you that's really the only reason I have not cancelled my Gamefly because of the, okay. of, the, of the Gamefly client that's coming out for PC so I guess we'll see, we'll see about that uh, but what do you think Nick I mean, this is great news that they're not doing it because the second they announced it, and they're like, "This is going to be so much easier for our customers. Everyone's going to be so happy." I was like, "What? What are you talking about? This is crazy. This is ridiculous. How is it easier for me to go to two different websites, have two different accounts, uh, have to erase two different things, two different payment plans? Like it was so dumb. For the moment they announced it, it was just like this is, sounds terrible. So I'm pretty damn happy that they're doing away with that." Yeah. What about the game service? Would would, would you were you going to be interested in that for Quickster? No. Uh, not really. To be honest, I don't really rent games. I pretty much just buy everything that I want, so it doesn't really uh, apply to me. Yeah, I got you. I mean, so got, it doesn't really bother me one way or the other. I think the thing like uh, that was kind of cool about GameFly is like games I necessarily want to buy. Like I'll see some games I just want to kind of like check out, and I'll get them. Maybe good or bad. I actually that's how I got Mirror's Edge um, because I, I I got it on GameFly. It was one of the first games I got. Uh, I didn't really want to buy it, but then when I played it, I'm like, this game is awesome. And I actually bought it from GameFly. I kept it. Okay, so right, that's uh, pretty cool. You know, you do find you know some some cool stuff there, like you know, because Mirror's Edge didn't really get a whole lot of uh, at least when it came out. Didn't get a whole lot of press, a whole lot of push, and it kind of fell, fell to the wayside. Um, actually, Mirror's Edge thrives on the secondhand game market. Like that's really where it shines, and it has a big following now that keeps getting larger because everybody keeps hearing about how good Mirror's Edge is. Like somebody listening to this, is probably gonna play Mirror's Edge now. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's a great game. I loved it. Like, yeah. sure, the the gunplay was atrocious, but it's not about the gunplay. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was go- I am going for the well, I. When I beat it, I should say, I went for the achievement that, you know, you never fire a weapon. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't fire a weapon once. Like, I would get, I would, like, fight the uh, the guys. Um, I would uh, disarm them, get the gun, and quickly throw it away so I did not accidentally fire it. Because you can't fire one bullet <laughs> or else you don't get the achievement. Right. So, but it is a, it is an, a pretty awesome game. So... Um, but enough about Mirror's Edge. <laughs> that's that's the case for a game rental service. Like, there's so many games coming out. There's so many games out, and you won't buy them all. You buy the the blockbusters, the triple A's, you know, stuff like that. So I will give you that. There are a ton of like quality games that come out these days, and it does get tough, especially this time of year. Like, I'm looking at November. And I'm like, how am I going to play all these games? 
Well, yeah, as long as for November, I already have my November prioritized. It's it's already Assassin's Creed, um, then Uncharted, then I don't know. I'll, I'll play Modern Warfare. I'll I'll play it. I don't okay. think I'll buy it. I'll, I'll gotta find myself find a way to get my hands on it legally, of course. <laughs> legally, folks. We're not talking about anything shady here. Yeah, exactly. I gotta find a way <laughs> to to play it only just to either confirm or deny like what I've been thinking. You know. I'd, yeah, I'd like to play it too, but I don't want to buy that because, game. That's because it's it, a good example. Yeah, like if it's a good game, I will buy it. Like if if Infinity Ward had learned their lesson from Modern Warfare Two. Which actually, I can't even say you learned their lesson because Modern Warfare Two sold like hotcakes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you guys showed us. We'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's like there's no lesson to be learned. Yeah, but like from a uh, from a a critical standpoint, like it was. Uh, oh, there's a lot of critics on it. So you know, maybe you know, I, I'll play that, but we'll see. <laughs> but like uh, yeah. right now, November, whoop, Assassin's Creed. That's all I'm about right now. I'm looking forward to Skyrim more than anything in November. Now that we're on this kick, I, I guess Skyrim's at the top of my list, followed by Zelda, probably Uncharted after that, and the Halo remake. Assassin's Creed, I really want to get, and I will get at some point, but I'm probably going to hold off on that. Yeah. Just because of how much stuff is coming out. Not because I don't think it looks great. I do. I just, I, I like, you got to cut something out. Yeah. Well, that's like. I... Assassin's Creed's not sure. That's that's your Uncharted, I guess. There or, you go. Yeah. You know, or like for me, like I like, you know, even if I don't want to play an Uncharted in November, I'm okay with that. But See, I guess that's different for me because I'm probably I'm probably getting an early copy. Ah, right. So so I'll probably be playing that in October. So that that might actually help too. Maybe I will end up getting Assassin's Creed. But the problem is like they all come out like the same week too. That's that's what like it, it's like November 10th to like. November twenty. It's like a ten day period. It's like everything is coming out. Yeah, first two weeks, and then we have nothing until like February. Yeah. So, but uh, all right. Yeah. So enough about that on that tangent. That was a nice little kick. <laughs> that was a nice little kick. Yeah. You guys are excited for November, right? We'll assume you're nodding and saying yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um. All right. So let's move on from that. We're gonna talk a little bit about game movies. Uh. In the show notes, you're going to see an article from Kotaku regarding Carrie Ann Moss and her playing uh, a character in Silent Hill. Claudia, uh, isn't it? Claudia, yeah. Now, I didn't pull this up to talk about her playing the character in Silent Hill. It brought up a very good question to me, because here, here's the deal with her. Um, she's never played Silent Hill. She has no desire to play Silent Hill. Uh, she is basing the character off of pictures that she sees. This is how she gets. This is how she. And this is how she did Trinity as well in the Matrix. Um, according to her, like she didn't read like you know any of the Matrix beforehand. She just looked at the pictures of Trinity. You know, now she's looking at the images of Claudia, and that's how she's determining how she's going to play the character. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like, at least she has a system. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like, how could you know the character? How could you play the character or the quirks or things that the fans are gonna, you know, like or dislike about the character if you never played the game? Like, how is that possible? I, I just don't get it. Like that, that, that was maybe one reason why video game movies are so terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, I mean, think, I'm trying to think of a good video game movie that I've seen, like, ever. 
I, I, I say a good one. Like mo- I, at best, I've seen okay. Like I think the Resident Evil movies are okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting that clearly she's done this before, like you said, Jared, and it's worked pretty well. I mean, is anyone complaining about Trinity from the Matrix? I don't think so. Uh, at least at least the first one. A lot of people complain about pretty much anything from the from the second two. But getting back to getting back to this, it, it's a little weird that you're not going to play the source, the game, even like a little bit. Like I'm not saying she needs to sit there for like hours and hours on end and play it. But I, I mean, where Lord of the Rings came out, like everybody was so obsessed that like every character, like everyone wanted to know, like you have read the books like forwards and backwards, and then you've read all the ancillary books, right? Right. You know everything about anything Lord of the Rings if you're going to be in this movie, um, which a lot of people did, but not all the actors did, and you know that turned out pretty damn well. I think most people will agree. Right, but this is a video game movie, and as you were starting to get at, and we we kind of went off on a different, slightly different tangent. There really hasn't been any good video game movies. There really has not. Like the Resident Evil movies, like you said, that's what I I feel the same way. Like they're okay. Those are not good. Like the best thing you say about any video game movie is like, yeah, you know, it was it was all right. It wasn't terrible. So if, if anyone's gonna rise up above that. And finally be like, this is the movie that's going to prove to you, you know, video game movies are worth your time. You really need to put some serious effort into it. And I don't know, we haven't seen anything from this yet, so maybe maybe it will be. Maybe she'll be tremendous. But you would think she would, they would at least sit her down and like, alright, just play this for like half an hour at this one pivotal scene. Or just watch see, somebody else play yeah, it. Yeah, or, or just sit her down and play some cutscenes for her. Something. Yeah. Exactly, so she can kind of get the character. I mean, she's a good actress, so, I mean, I imagine she won't be terrible. She won't be terrible. Yeah, I'm sure but, she won't be terrible. She is a good actress. But the movie overall, like, when you have action, you know, not every actress or actor is a Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, when you have kind of like, oh, okay, you're just going to look at pictures? Sure, no problem. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, you have that mentality. Uh, I can imagine that the movie is just not going to be that good. Uh, I have heard that the Prince of Persia movie was pretty good, for, no. especially for a video game movie. No, that's not true? No, that is a complete fabrication. Oh, okay. Anything you hear about that, okay? <laughs> I have not watched it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. You're you're off the hook then. But uh, my girlfriend, Jess, who also writes for the site, for those who don't know, she 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 started watching on Netflix one day where she's like, yeah, let's watch this. I'm like, yeah, all right. It was supposed to be good, right? It was supposed to be good. That's what they told me. She starts watching. <laughs> we get like 20 minutes in. We just look at each other and we're like, no, no, turn it off. We just we couldn't watch the rest of the movie. It was that bad. Really? Yeah, we had to turn it off. It was it was awful. It was so bad. Didn't a big name director do that one too? Yeah, I can't remember who, but you're right. He does like a lot of big like action pack, but like good, not like Michael Bay, like good stuff. Uh. <laughs> uh, the name is escaping me. I'm sure, like someone who listens to this will know, and we'll say something about it in um, the comments. I'm looking. This is director Mike Newell. Never okay. heard of him. I feel like somebody else is attached to this project. Somebody that I know, like maybe, maybe he's a producer, producer. Maybe a producer or or something writer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, Jerry Bruckheimer. There we That's go. That's it. That's who I'm trying to think of. There we go. All right. Well, that just means his money was there. That's all. It doesn't really mean he did anything. At the very least, his money was there. <laughs> I should say. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he uh, did a whole lot with the movie. Yeah, but from from what I heard, it was good. But apparently not. I'll take Nick's word over it. 
Yeah, it, it was awful. Oh, okay. It well, wasn't even like, no, oh, this isn't that good. It was, it was terrible. Oh, uh, well, then, you know, our uh, my original statement remains. <laughs> but, that, you know, that's the, the, in the beginning, the whole reason I brought up this topic is because... Uh, with if 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 video game movies want to get better, they need to actually have people actually that play the games and know the characters, uh, all not just the the actors but the writers too. Like these writers, these Hollywood writers will take a name and put their own spin on it. Like no, the, the you, there is you can't put your own spin on Prince of Persia. You can't put your own spin on Resident Evil. It is what it is. It's already there and it's solid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think it needs to follow like exactly like obviously there's a difference between a, a game and a movie, right? Just like a book, like you can't just like all right, we're just gonna take the book and make that the script for the movie, like that doesn't work. But I think I I see what you're saying, like you can't just change like pivotal characters and make them like completely different, and just you can't just introduce like completely ridiculous crap. Like, oh, so the zombies are from space all of a sudden. Like, you know, you can't do ridiculous stuff. The whole like thing that, was the alien invasion. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They think people, like, won't understand. Like, they can't handle yeah. video game storylines. Like, if they did it, like, well, actually, if they continue with the Uncharted movie, like, a, a game like Uncharted, you can take the game and make it a movie, period. I mean, of course, you, you know, you, you can't uh, simulate the entire game experience with the platforming and all of the shooting parts, but you can take that, wrap it up into a scene, and go. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm like there needs to be some more obviously slower moments and like where it's just dialogue and stuff, and you can't just be shooting dudes for like twenty minutes straight. But yeah, that's I mean that's what they set out to do when they made those games. Like let's make a blockbuster action movie into a game, which yeah, I mean that's their marketing pitch. But they, I feel like they came pretty damn close to doing that. And when we first heard that they were making the Uncharted movie with um, Mark Wahlberg, yeah, everything they were saying about that movie, like every time they opened their mouth and said everything, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it it really was. It was like, oh God, please God, no, save us, save us. Yeah, it was like they, they just completely changed everything. We're just like, okay, there's this guy who goes on adventures. Let's change everything else about the game. Yeah, it's like, it's going to be about his family. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. As far as we know for playing the game, she doesn't even have a family. Exactly. Existence one day in the Naughty Dog uh, studio. Yeah, like, Sully is the closest thing he has to a partner. I mean, as to to family, and he's yeah, definitely yeah. not family. Yeah, but I don't know. I, can, I think Hollywood will just continue to botch these movies. Until like you know the the the, uh, the publishers take matters in their own hands and start releasing their own CG movies, which I think Ubisoft or oh, Ubisoft, sorry, um, they opened up that studio a couple months back. So I think they oh, have yeah. plans. They I think they definitely have plans for their for their stuff. So and even Valve said Valve said if they if they wouldn't they would not license a Half Life movie. They wouldn't license it. They'd have to do it themselves. Yeah. So I hate to see that. Like I would, ra- I would rather not not them licensing themselves. I, I would rather never see a Half Life movie than see a really bad Half Life movie be made. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, but uh, yeah, moving on from the bad video game movies topic, uh, we actually I consider this good news um, for everybody, not just not just PC gamers, but everybody. Um, so the PS Vita, it has been announced that the PS Vita will have game downloads the same day as their retail release, which means Uncharted for the PS Vita, 
the same day you can get it in Best Buy is the same day that you can just download it to your device itself. Um, this is huge because this is, I mean, this is really, you know, for PC, that's one thing. You know, PCs had digital distribution or same day digital distribution for a long time. But for you, you know, you console guys, that really hasn't been the case. You know, you've had to wait like months, maybe years to get certain things downloadable on your console. But now you too can enjoy, you know, buying games in your underwear. Just like me. You know, so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, I think. I mean, I'm a a box game kind of guy, I guess you could say. Like, I like to collect my games, and I have way too many. Even though, it's, as I've said before on the podcast, it's really, like, completely doesn't even make any sense. Like, I don't know why I'm obsessed with it. So, I'll probably start buying more downloadable games if that becomes more regular. Obviously, it's going to with the Vita, but we'll have to see if that carries over to other platforms. Yeah, so I would have to think it eventually will. If the, if it's successful, because uh, digital distribution will be, give a much higher profit margin for the yeah. publishers. So, you know, if it's successful, you can definitely count on at least Sony pushing this forward with their next-gen technology. Maybe, who knows, depending on how far that is, maybe they might start doing with the PlayStation 3. But the icing on the cake is, and this hasn't been confirmed yet, but based off of the pricing, the Japanese prices for Uncharted, the downloads will be cheaper than the physical copies, which is yeah, the way I that... that was awesome. Yeah, that, that's the way it should be. That is the way it should be, because it's definitely cheaper for them to, to, to get you that game when it's downloadable. They're not printing anything. They're not shipping anything. The retailers aren't taking any slice of the pie. There, there's so many costs that are cut out to to do things that way. But as we've discussed before in podcasts, like we haven't seen it yet where they've actually said, okay, I'm passing the savings on to you. You know, nah. like it never actually happens. <laughs> never it, happens. It should be cheaper. And now here Sony, as you said, came out with Uncharted and it's like, wow, it actually is cheaper. I'm shocked. This is actually doing what they should be doing. Yeah, and they're still probably man, I can. They're still making a killing on it. If it's cheaper by ten dollars, I'm happy, and they still get a a boatload of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, none right. of that. None of that goes to the retailer. You know, or the middleman. Like you could you could take your your game or your code to the server, packaged up, and then ready to go. You know how awesome is that for That's them? Great. Awesome. So. Uh yeah, really cool that the the PS Vita will be, you know, you can download games the same day, and this is I I can only imagine this is just a test run for what they really want to do, because I think we have predicted before that the you know in the next gen consoles digital distribution will be a much larger portion of it, and it looks like they're heading that way. Um, Microsoft really doesn't have it. I guess they don't have a testing ground for this. <laughs> So I guess they're just going to let Sony do the work for them. <laughs> like, yeah, let, yeah. Us, let, us, let us know if that works out. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm I'm excited for it. And then, uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm curious to see what, uh, especially GameStop's reaction is going to be. I don't say the retailers, but specifically GameStop, because they're, I don't know, they're almost like chickens with their heads cut off right now, like running around, doing everything, you know, taking codes out of boxes. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. some crazy stuff going on with GameStop. Yeah, like, obviously this is this is everything to them. It's like, oh, if we if we don't have box games to sell anymore, 
what are we going to do? Right. You know, I mean, they did buy the digital distribution platform. We all know that, but. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they bought the digital distribution platform. They also bought a cloud gaming platform. They are getting their own tablet made. You know, like, they, I oh, think. I about the tablet. Yeah. They, they're cutting deals with, like, for, the, for Arkham, for Arkham Asylum, um, they cut a deal with Rocksteady so that, you know, because they have that code that comes in the box when you buy it new for Catwoman. Um, you know, if you buy a used, GameStop can print you that code. So they cut a deal with Rocksteady for that. Uh, you know, they they it's kind of they're just kind of like you know running around like what are we gonna do? Like I, I guess they they want to have all their bases covered and wherever they land, that's where they land and they run with it. But that they, whole code thing is pretty amazing because I mean, the whole point that I, I would have thought the whole point of having that in there is to prevent people from buying the game used at GameStop. Exactly. And then they turn around and they make a deal with GameStop to make that completely irrelevant. Yeah. What uh, is that? Does that not make any sense? Yeah, I have. To, I wonder how much money actually changed hands during that you know, transaction. Because quite a bit. Yeah, money hats. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I just, I can't imagine Roxanne just being like, okay, sure, yeah, you can do it. Like, there's a point of putting that code in. Now, that leaves Best Buy, Amazon, Target, Wal- and Walmart out in the cold because I think Walmart has a, a used games platform now. Do they? I think they do. I think I they do. I can't remember the last time I was in a Walmart. Exactly. I haven't so been I in a Walmart know. for God knows how long, but I know Best Buy does, Target does, Amazon does, even Gamefly does the used game thing. Um, right. So, yeah, But obviously GameStop is the one where they're like, wow, this has become a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know... I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how they will react to this, or if they'll just have instead of having GameStop stores, they have like you know little GameStop carts in the mall that have downloadable codes for you to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean, does GameStop become like Redbox down the road? Who knows? Like, what? Just print out a card with a code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, here's your, here's your PlayStation points. You know. Yeah. But I don't know how that will work out. You know, I go to the GameStop cart to get my code, and then, like, right next to that is, like, the Israeli guy with the hand lotions and the sea salt soap and, oh, you know, guy's stuff like that. that yeah, hey, that stuff is kind of awesome. No, so, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You, know, like they, you, you never go to the mall, and I don't like it. Not everybody who listens to this is from the States, so I don't know if they have it in other places. Uh, actually, I actually don't even know if they have it in other places across, like, the United States. But I know in New Jersey malls and in Pennsylvania malls, there's at least one cart where there's the people who have, like, the, 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 the lotion made out of the sea salt from Israel. Like, you've never seen this before in a mall? No. You will find, next time you go to a mall, you will see it because of you looking out for it. I will. But like, I will. I'm, I'm going to go to the mall just to like, find as, it. as you're walking. I don't go to the mall that often. I'm going to go. <laughs> as you're walking by, right? They kind of flag you down. Like, hey, hey, you, blah, blah. And they try to guess what your profession is so that they can kind of try to get you to come over. You know, and they're like, hey, come here for a second. And like, they start talking to you about the importance of, you know, having clean hands and stuff like that. And, um, you know, oh, yeah, we have this stuff here. And they, like, if it's like, if it's a girl, like, she'll just grab your hand and start putting it on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like she'll grab my hand, it'll make your hand soft, and it takes all the dead skin off, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I, I, dude, I get hit up like almost every time I go <laughs> to a mall. Like, I can't ima- I cannot believe that you have never seen this before. I guess my only question would be, 
how would the sea salt hand lotion affect um, the retail model for gaming? I don't know. I have, but I'm, I'm just so surprised that you've never seen this before. No, so, I have no idea. I apologize to both you and our listeners. I don't know about the Israeli guy that sells. Yeah, this is totally your fault. <laughs> totally your fault. But hey, there'll be a lot of gamers that have cleaner hands. How about that? Uh, well, we can't complain about that, especially at conventions. That'd be a good thing. Exactly. We need to set up shop at like PAX and E3. Oh God, yeah, because we uh, the. The bulk of our team got sick upon return of PAX. Yeah, I didn't, but I almost never get sick, but a lot of people did. Yeah, so, but all right. Yeah, enough about Israeli hand soap. <laughs> we'll be in the show notes, by the way. We'll, we'll... <laughs> it, yeah, you know, if I can find out what the name of that product is, I'm putting it in the show notes. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> yes, I am. If I, go, I don't know what it's called, though. But, um, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna we're talk. Inside a new direction. Yeah, yeah. You know the the hand lotion podcast starts next week, <laughs> but um, podcast. That's gonna be a weird podcast. All right, so uh, let's move on from the uh, you know the Vita downloads and the hand soap. Whatever the hell we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about uh, how I guess Blizzard. You can kind of say they're trying to get into the gold trading market for wow we already knew about diablo we knew that in diablo they were uh you know they were going to allow real and world uh, real world currency in game and you know they had no no real plans on doing it for for wow or at least they didn't announce it however now there's going to be a pet that you could buy with real world money but sell for gold in game which um, I know s- somewhat people are kind of upset about it, you know, in terms of the WoW community. Like, you know, they're like, oh, it's going to upset the economy because people are just going to buy these pets and they're going to get the gold and blah, blah, blah. Um, personally, I don't think it's going to be that big of a problem because, to my knowledge, it's only one pet. Like, they, uh, did you yeah. see anything that said it was more than one pet? No, it, it sounds to me like it's just this one particular pet. Like this crazy looking thing, I forget what it's called. I've seen a picture of it, but I forget what the hell it's called. Yeah, it's like the, it's just the uh, the one pet, and what I can imagine is going to happen is that this pet's going to come out. A truckload of people are going to buy it and put it on the auction house. And then when they put it on the auction house, since there's so many of them, the value is going to go down. So they will not be making tons of gold on these pets. The guardian cub. Yeah, the guardian cub. It's just some sort of flying. Eagle bear thing. <laughs> Flying eagle bear thing? You yeah, see a picture? <laughs> I haven't even seen what it looks like. That's not really a bear. I guess more like a. It does look like a flying eagle bear. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see the picture. (laughs) Yeah, like has the wings of an eagle, the the, the, kind of like the the mouth of a bear, has a fluffy tail, and armor on it. This looks like something out of a. Work out well when trying to fly, but I mean, I guess it does. Yeah, like this kind of looks like something out of the Bible. Oh, dude! Like this looks weird. Well, they went to hell with Diablo, so now that they've gone the opposite route for World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's kind of strange. Um, it's very strange. Take yeah. a look at that image if you if you have not yet. Look at the, look at this thing, guys, because it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, so you can buy this thing in real life, like I said, and you can trade it for gold. But I think so many people are going to buy it and then try to trade it for gold that it's going to devalue it. 
Um, they were, like in order for anything to be valuable, you know, it has to come in limited quantities. So if I can buy ten of these things and sell it, you know, it's it's, it's not unlimited. Pretty pretty much like at that point, right? Or if the, it's only going to be like ten bucks, right? Uh, I didn't see the price. It's not going to be expensive, to my knowledge. It's not going to be. Like expensive, and yeah, it's ten dollars each ten. from the yeah. yeah. I just found it the same time. It feels like uh, it, feels, it feels like fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. You know, that would be a different story. But I think it, it'll work out. Like I think a lot of people are just going to wind up losing money on this thing. <laughs> Entirely possible. Because they're just going to be like, oh man, it's, it's good. there's three hundred thousand of them in the, in the auction house. I'll buy it yeah. for one dollar. <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, not even a gold. You know, it's so yeah. It's uh, don't spend it all in one place, sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I really don't see this being a big problem. So I, you, you Wow fans out there, I think you'll be okay if the, if the economy you know works the way it's supposed to. Um, but I mean, we might, is it possible that we're underestimating the popularity of flying eagle bear cubs? <laughs> Maybe is that possible? <laughs> Possibly, like ah, oh, I want three. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you know, who knows? Uh, we could be totally wrong, but based off what I know about economics, <laughs> supply and demand, you know what I'm saying? And I can totally see too much supply happening here. And the thing is, it, it, the, the real deal is, though, I mean, if the price, let's say the prices do, the, you know, the, the prices do go high in terms of gold, like end game currency. All you really have to do is, like, oh, that's too much. I'll just spend $10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't think I really don't see this as being a big deal. Um, I think in the end, we all I think we all know that Blizzard is going to allow in-game a real-world currency in WoW. They should just do it at this point. I think they should just do it. Just do it and get on the road to recovering the U.S. economy. Yeah, (laughs) so much money will be spent. Yeah, it really would. Turn this thing right around. Right, exactly. So. yeah, I really don't think it's going to be a big deal. Nick doesn't think it's going to be a big deal, so therefore it will not be a big deal according to the MASHcast. So when it is a big deal, you never heard this. Exactly. <laughs> we never said that. So say we all. No, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but let's see. Besides that, we have some additional news from our favorite person of the podcast, Gabe Newell, who is currently not in my basement. Because he 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 it's made a yeah yeah <laughs> he made a statement you know regarding uh, consoles regarding the uh, the new con well not the new consoles but the future of consoles uh, and more to be more specific cl- open and closed platforms uh, he thinks that the the rise of closed platforms is ominous uh, the fact that platforms that were once open. And, you know, made it easier for the developers to kind of get in there and, uh, you know, make games. They're, they're, they're kind of changing sides now and uh, they're closing up and trying to keep people inside of those platforms, like locked in to those platforms, uh, which I can definitely see. Well, you know, I, I th- the biggest example right now, because it keeps coming up, is Microsoft with their policies. You know, the Microsoft... Uh, how you know you can't release your game on another system before you release it on the Xbox 360? You know stuff like that. Really restrictive policies. There's um, been a lot of complaints about that lately, coming from developers. 
not not even just from just like pissed off fans. This is like when when the a lot of developers are complaining that you might have a problem here. Yeah, actually, last week we even talked about how a lot of developers are kind of planning to well make less stuff on the 360, not just on the PS3, but on PC, iPhone, iPad, Android, all that stuff. Uh, so you know he, he you know he, he talks about that. He also talks about he thinks Apple is going to launch a living room product that he thinks is going to ch- kind of you know really tr- really strongly change the notion of the separate console idea. Like you know that the consoles are for video games. I don't think Apple has. To, I don't think Apple is the one that's going to actually do that. I don't think they they have to do. It. I think it's heading in that way in that direction anyway. I mean, if you look at your. Uh, Xbox 360, um, it does everything already. Your PlayStation 3 actually does everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it has a Blu-ray player. It can play DVDs. You can download content. You can play games. You can browse the internet. It really does do everything. Um, so, so you, I, anyone be particularly surprised if next gen, besides besides Nintendo, who just feels they can do whatever the hell they want, ignore everything that's happening? Um, I mean tends to work out for them money wise yeah but besides them like would you be surprised if next round like xbox and playstation just basically were computers yeah i mean like even microsoft right now with the new with the new uh tv service they're offering like you'll be able to watch tv through the xbox yeah you know yeah it's basically i won't be surprised at all personally if they play the next round the next xbox 3 or 720 or whatever is like yeah, here it is. It's a TV. It's a computer. It plays video games. Yeah, everything. It kind of ties everything into your into your living room. I can totally see, you know, with the next generation or perhaps the generation after that, it just being that device. That's it. Period. You know. And a lot of people laughed at them, at both Sony and Microsoft at the beginning of this gen when when they pretty much said this, like you know, six seven years ago. Well, I guess like seven eight years ago before the systems came out. That like you know that we have this vision of being the center of entertainment in your living room. We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. A lot of people were like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this crap is happening. A lot of people were like mad, and then like here we are. And I mean, for a lot of people, they pretty much are. I don't even have cable TV plugged in in my bedroom. I mean, I have cable TV in my house, but in my in my room, I usually just turn on my Xbox and stream something. Right. Yeah, actually, the only reason I even have a, a, a box here in this room is because uh, it's not even a cable box; it's a TiVo box. That's it. And okay. though for the for the five or six shows that I don't, you know, that I want to record, yeah. that's what gets watched. There. But in terms of like actually watching television, if it's not a football game, I'm not watching it. Yeah, dude, I was just gonna say. I mean, that's what I watch. I watch TV for sports. That's it. Once they figure out like how to do sports right on game consoles. And there's been some stabs at it, but I mean, like, you, you look at, like, like you go into Xbox right now, and you're like, oh, cool, the ESPN channel, let me look at hockey. And it's like, oh, who wants to watch the KHL, the Russian Hockey League? I'm like, not <laughs> really. It's kind of looking for the NHL. <laughs> yeah, maybe you've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think eventually they'll, they'll figure something out there. Obviously, there's a lot of money involved in the MLB and NFL and all that. But I, I think eventually something gets straightened out there. Once they get that right, I mean, I really don't need a cable box to watch TV. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, the, as these platforms grow, you know, the the, the Sony platform, the Microsoft platform, um, they will just become more and more closed. Like they want to keep developers in their ecosystem. They want to keep users in their ecosystem. They kind of want to just lock people into it so they don't go anywhere. 
Uh, but I think Gabe was definitely talking more about the from the developer standpoint. Which you know. is hard, something that's difficult to directly relate to, because obviously we're not developers. Yeah. But I can I can kind of understand his complaint and look at it and say, like, yeah, this does... I would probably be upset by that if I were a developer. It's hard to say for sure, you know, I'm not a developer. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, thing, I think Sony is more of an open platform, but I don't know if you would call them fully open. Like, Steam is actually pretty... It's a pretty open platform. Like, you can you can just... You can do stuff with the Steam tools and then still put stuff out on other platforms. You know, so that's what's... That's how Valve is. They're just... Valve is just different. They just... Like, people... People, like, talk about Apple all the time. Like, they're just this great company that just has everyone's best interest in mind. I mean, Valve is really... Like, most people who are, like, love Apple, like, a lot of them don't even know who the hell Valve is. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... That's a whole other story, but you know, Valve really just everything they do is just like, yeah, we have developers and gamers in mind, and we still make a lot of money. Yeah, and I know, like, uh, I think Gabe his one of the main concerns is that you know, open platforms usually breed uh, innovation, and uh, this you know, closing the platforms is going to stifle the innovation, which is something we don't want. We don't want to get stale. You know, anytime you have something open, even like, let's say open source you know, applications, you know, when somebody else is able to get their hands on it and, and kind of use, use it as a stepping stone or like a ladder, they can, they can build on top of it and make something, make something better, you know, and it helps push things forward. But if, if we don't have those open platforms, you know, yeah, it's not that innovation won't exist. It's just that I no, think it will die. <laughs> I think it'll just be slower. You know what I'm saying? Right. Somebody's got to have a good idea, right? I would think so. So. I mean, not me, but somebody. Somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if Rob Hill Williams were here, he'd throw a good idea out right now. Yeah, he probably would. Exactly. But Hi, Rob. Hi, Anyways. Rob. <laughs> 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 yeah, un- un- unfortunately, he is not here. So, um, uh, Yeah, I, I really like Xbox Live, though. <laughs> That's the thing. For like, all, like, He makes some good points, but like, I, I do worry that if a lot of developers start having problems, then they're just not going to put games on there. But I, I really like the platform right now. There's all kinds of awesome stuff on there. But yeah. like you said, if if, he's, if people start coming around saying like more and more, like we're not going to put up with this. Like our stuff has to be on your platform first, or not on the other platform at all. We're just not going to make Xbox Live games. Then you have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I like I like the Xbox platform. It's my primary. I guess platform that I play on in terms of consoles, but I, honestly, I'll just I'll go where the games are. So if, if more games start going over to Sony, I will definitely follow it over there. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. definitely. That's just how I roll, Nick. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, that's pretty much how it should be. And I mean, to Sony's credit, like it, we've talked about this before. Man, we're talking about a lot of things that we've talked about before. Yes, we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, to Sony's credit, they get a lot of exclusives now, and they pretty much get. Just about everything that goes on Xbox, where it was the complete opposite in the beginning. But I still, I, I still just like the way Xbox Live is set up better, and I have more friends on there, so that's primar- primarily why I play that more. Hmm. So okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> so all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that one. That's actually gonna be our last topic for today. Um, let's talk about our question of the week from last week. Uh, which so was a little questions. different. Yeah, it was a little different because we, uh, 
you know, we 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 actually it was a question regarding something that we really didn't discuss. It was an article we left you guys, and we actually did get a response. So, yay for those who actually well for the for that person who responded. Good work, guy. <laughs> yeah, good work, guy. <laughs> but uh, the question was, do you think uh, there was an article regarding rage? Uh, it was an interview, actually, where the guy who was doing the interview, you know, he was uh, asking some tough questions. Not, I should say some tough questions, but in, in my opinion, he was being kind of a dick. Rob didn't think so at the time. But basically, stuff was happening like, you know, he would ask, oh, uh, what do you think is different about Rage? One of the replies was the look, and the guy was like, I don't think it looks different. <laughs> you know, and he and he yeah. goes on from there. Uh, so I I thought he was. I what I thought happened was that he while well, he played the game, it wasn't what he expected, and he was being a little bit of a dick. But Rob disagreed. He did ask some valid questions though. Um, so I can't. I'm not going to totally discredit him. But the questions were: Do you think we need more game journalism like this, asking the tough questions, or do you think this guy was being a douche? Uh, so Sage Infinite replies, I think this guy was being a little bit of a dick, but I do think there should be more aggressive journal- journalism in gaming. Like you said, oh, like you guys said, um, a lot of it is just repeating PR points, not really a lot of stuff gamers are concerned with or want or need to know. The first place I'd like these reporters to go is to Tiberon. Well, I think it's, it's Tiberon. Tiberon. Yeah. I, I believe they made Madden. <laughs> so is to go to that, Tiberon. That yeah. And ask them why the sport of football is so poorly represented, LOL. I lol when I read that. So good job. <laughs> um, well done. Well done. Uh, and... See stuff like that, I can totally get. Like if there's like, if there's something really wrong with the game, like you know if you release a AAA title like Madden and some of the stuff that I've seen, uh, like you know like clipping issues, like no clip. Like I saw uh, one like a slow motion playback where a lineman uh, basically basically just he was not there and the person went right through him and hit the quarterback. Like he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so, so they had the Eagles offensive line? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually not the game. You were watching the Eagles last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he Most cl- of our listeners probably don't watch football. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he clipped right through him and then boom, hit him. Like, I was like, wow, that sucks, you know. So yeah, like, that's really bad. Yeah, like, so like, yeah, like, how are you fixing this? Like, why are you not, you know, what, what's up? You know, like, what's the deal? Why, why can't you give us a good football game? Uh, so, yeah, I, I can I can totally agree. Uh, I think we all agree. Like, yeah, like, sure, game journalism could be more aggressive. But at the same time, this guy was being a little bit of a dick. Yeah, <laughs> I think. There, there's a certain point where there has to be some professionalism on both sides. Yeah. At the same time, you do have to be a little aggressive and try to get some answers. Uh, I know we, we don't, as you guys have surely noticed, get a lot of interviews here because we're just, you know... We're not IGN or uh, GameSpot or G4. It's tough for us to get interviews. But overall, yeah, the most of us publishers are like so secretive nowadays about everything. Like the stuff still gets leaked all the time. But whenever asked, like nobody wants to really tell you anything. Right. Right. So, all right, but yeah, so we only had one response. So, 
the job guy. The Sage oh. Infinite, to be specific. <laughs> we will be sure to ask the tough questions when... Whenever we do get answering us. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so. Because yeah, sometimes, <laughs> I, I, Nick doesn't really see this, but sometimes when we, like, request certain information or if we request, request a recode from, like, a major publisher, and they, even when they give it to us, sometimes they don't even say anything back. They just reply with the code and the email. <laughs> just like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, here's your scraps, you dog. I know. I, <laughs> just going off the other day, I, I love how we get, the way it works, guys, is when we get a code or or an actual like retail disc, which is rare but does happen, such as Rage. It's it's like we put in these requests to the publishers like months ahead of time, and they're like, "Oh, okay, awesome, cool, yeah, you're on the list." And then we'll keep trying to get in contact with them, and then just we will not hear anything for months at a time. Like just we get like nothing. This isn't everybody. This is a lot of publishers will do this, and then all of a sudden it's just like, "Here's that code," and you're just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> and like sometimes, like whoa, I've had people who are reviewing it go out and download the game or buy the game already, and like here's the game, you know, yeah. like like you can't even like when you're sh- especially when you're shipping us a game, uh, at least like the day before, be like, hey, we just put this game in the mail, you're gonna have it tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, so it it would be nice. I don't I don't know why that needs to be so secret. I don't I don't even understand that. You know, that's not even like oh no, we can't talk about our next project right now. Because our shareholders and all this other stuff, and this is our strategy that we're, you know, so they really don't want to tell you anything that they're not prepared to tell you. So sometimes you do have to dig deeper, and hopefully we see more of that. Yeah. So, but we're not complaining. Outright jerks. Yeah. (laughs) Still, keep sending the games. We're not complaining. (laughs) Yeah. If I apply that, I apologize, publishers, if you are listening. Thank you for sending us games. And thank you. I mentioned Rage. Thank you to Bethesda for sending us Rage. Yeah, because it, it was a good game. The other game we have received other games hard copy before weren't so great, but thanks for sending them anyway. <laughs> yeah, we always appreciate getting codes and games, even if it's not good. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, we have to be truthful to how the game is. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, moving on, let's talk about our question of the week this week. Um, which we have decided it's going to be on the the Vista, you know, download gaming model. Uh, the Vita. Yeah, the Vita. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, the Vita. Microsoft Vista. <laughs> sorry, folks. It's uh, my head's a little cloudy right now. I actually think I might be getting a little sick, and I really shouldn't be. I'm getting ready to take a 15 hour flight. That would be terrible. Oh, that would be awful. Yeah, that'd Anyways, be awful. Yeah. So the question is. Uh, if the Vita model of downloading of downloads being available the same day as releases catches on, are you more likely to download your games or get them from a retailer still? So that's the question. That answer, you need to away. answer Answer away. Not really difficult. No reading required, folks. Yeah, look at that. We could not make this any easier for you. Yeah, we could. Unless Jared just answered the question for you. Exactly. Which your answer should be you know, should be to join my Pantsless rebellion of buying games. Pantsless. There you go. There All right, go. so no question. Uh, we've gotten to the bottom of that. No, <laughs> please do answer the question. We would we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. And uh, actually, you know, I, you know, I just realized we are uh, <laughs> we're not recording Mashcast for the next two weeks, so oh. we won't be able to discuss that answer until uh, December. 
But not December. Sorry, November. Jesus Christ. It's December of <laughs> yeah. 2014. It's yeah. going to be a while, but we will get back to you. <laughs> yeah, of, uh, of uh, November. Because, uh, like we mentioned last week, I'm going to be going for two weeks. Uh, there are going to be special edition mash casts in place. So for like the 24th and the 31st, you're going to have special edition mash casts. And the first new mash cast will be, uh, that'll be, what, November 7th? Wow, it seems like a long time, doesn't it? That does feel like a long time. Maybe because it is. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's not. We're not going to leave you mash cast less. You know, it's just going to be, uh, you know, special editions. And uh, last week I said I was going to tell you the titles of the special editions, and I really can't because we haven't recorded them yet. <laughs> so I can't give you the titles of the special editions yet. Uh, so surprise, they'll be there though. <laughs> they'll definitely. You're gonna be love there. them. You will love them because we said so. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. Next two weeks gonna be special edition matchcast. But also in the next two weeks, you have some games coming out. Uh, Batman Arkham City is coming out this Tuesday, which according to the reviews is the best licensed game ever created. Yeah, according it's to tearing it up, and it looks pretty damn awesome. I'll be reviewing that one myself. Yeah. Uh- it's it should be pretty good, so looking forward looking to forward that. To I'm yeah. not I'm not even gonna buy it until I get back though. There's no way I'm gonna buy Batman when I have to get ready to leave oh, the country the day before. No way I'm just gonna buy it and let it sit here and watch something happen like you know, the, a, a fire in my place or something like that. I'm like no, I just bought Arkham City. <laughs> Forget everything else. <laughs> not my Batman save. Yeah. I was fighting Mr. Freeze. Yeah, which that fight looks awesome, by the way. It does. It looks very cool. Yeah, but There's um, a lot of villains in that game. Yeah, there is, and hopefully we don't have villain overload. Yeah. But um, uh, besides Arkham City, I also have here Ratchet and Clank All for One. Is that still coming out on Tuesday? Yeah, pretty sure it is. Okay, so we got Ratchet and Clank. A uh, week after that, since I'm not going to be here, <laughs> might as well talk about it. Uh, you actually have Battlefield 3 coming out that week. Next which to Dance few Central. people are excited for. Yeah, a couple people. Uh, Dance Central 2, which some other people who aren't going to be playing Battlefield will probably be playing. Very different people, yes. <laughs> Very different people. <laughs> you know, and then, let's see, is there anything else worth mentioning? Not really. Fighters 13, maybe? I think I got pushed back. Did it? I'm pretty sure it got pushed back. You I'm, might not be a, right. I'm not 100% sure, but maybe. Maybe it's there. But also, those people wouldn't be playing Battlefield either. That's true. So. They would not. Uh-oh. But, uh, but hey, something's happening for the Wii. Can you believe that? What's happening on like, the like Wii? I saw that game's actually coming out. I know this is weird, but it huh? does still happen. Kirby's Return to Dreamland. Oh, really? Yeah, October 25th. Well, well, well. It isn't high, it, the Wii isn't dead yet. It has low breath sounds right now. I just blew the dust off my Wii. Oh, thank you for that. That was a ter- that's twice <laughs> in one podcast. You made extremely loud noises <laughs> in my ear. Jeez. I'm just doing my best to annoy Jared this week, everyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and with that, we are going to end this Mashcast. Um, as always, you can catch us on SoundCloud. Uh, soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons um, twitter.com slash mtb site facebook.com slash mash those buttons if you have a problem you know didn't like the mash cast didn't like something we say you can always talk to Rob Hill Williams because he wants to hear about your problems he loves problems he loves problems as a matter of fact you should just come up with a problem and email him you if you have a problem with another site take that up with Rob too 
Yeah, he'll 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 definitely Society get on in general, it. tell Rob about it. That he will get on it, and uh, yeah, so we will be seeing you in two weeks. And actually, it's before we say goodbye, I just want to uh, confirm that Jared was correct. King of Fighters thirteen is now November twenty second. Okay, so yeah, yay for me because I look at the uh, the press releases. You were right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, like actually, we'll see you in three weeks because you know next week and the week after we won't be here, and then. Uh, the seventh, we will. I mean, you'll have Mashcast, but it won't be like this one. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening as always, and we will see you guys on November seventh. All right, game on, everybody. Is that gonna be your tagline heading out there? No, that's my stupid little thing that I've been doing lately. Yeah, no, like you said it like the last two times you were on, I was like, oh, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. I'm not going to steal your thunder, though, Nick. I'm going to let you keep that. <laughs> see, see you guys. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Tell Rob if it pisses you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, later. Bye.